Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the show. It is Saturday, July 2nd. Hit the post. Sweet. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> it's Wayne. It's Dave. It's it's your favorite your favorite fantasy football show. I know that because... You're listening? If, if it wasn't, you'd be sending me things saying, God, your show sucks. And we don't get any of that. That's true. I, and you know what? I do want to say this. This <laughs> okay. is something I want to say for the last two, two podcasts. <laughs> I am going to pat us on the back. Okay. Because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yes. I listen to a lot of sports radio. Okay. And if Are you going to make me blush? Maybe. Okay. Nothing irks me more than listening to these chuckleheads oh. talking over each other. But now we're sometimes chuckleheads. No, we don't talk. See, like just right now. Okay. I waited till you stopped, <laughs> okay. and then I started talking. I didn't just jump in over the top of what you were going to say. I gave you the opportunity to express yourself. And then I shared my point. Well, and you know why some of that is, though, too. Are you talking about, like, the, the radio and TV talk shows? And Those stuff? guys. But I'm also talking about podcasts. I listen okay. to a lot of podcasts, and they constantly. It's like, is your is your point so important that you can't wait till the person's done and then interject? Because I did learn that a lot of that happens because of how the you know, no one, no one could be in the same room anymore. Right. So if they're, if, if let this would be like, if you were at your house doing your part of the show and I'm here doing my part yeah. and the, the time there's like a time lapse, the delay, the delay. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Time lapse. Christ's sake. It's time travel. <laughs> it's all because of time travel. Cause that's what I noticed on, on all these like Fox sports, TV, um, FS1 shows like uh, First Things First, where the fucking NBA season has been over for three weeks now, and they're still talking NBA. <laughs> Christ Almighty! Well, they they started the trade season now, so it's yeah. you know, and every one of them has a different quality of sound. Yeah, I'm like, okay, they're not in the studio again. Yeah, they're all at home. But you know what? You've been, you've been doing this for two years. Yeah, don't you think you would have figured it out by figured now? Figured it out, yeah. or it's over with. Get everybody fucking back in the sta- in the studio. Exactly. It's it's like pull. Uh, um, I got Jeff Bezos on the head. Um, <laughs> Elon Musk. Yeah. Pull him up. Say. Yeah. You're not Either- back in the studio on Monday. Exactly. You forfeited your job. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we got a great show for you, and this is already not starting out good for us trying to keep this half hour to forty five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> We're already on our get off the lawn segment. We, we don't even have one planned. We suck on this. <laughs> uh, what's what's on the show today? We have fantasy news and notes. We have our fantasy overvalued and bust candidates. Correct. And then we'll we'll end it off with a with a fantasy girl like we always do. Now, aren't you um, revamping the um, news? Yes, we're news we're, gonna, we're trying to shorten it, and this is going to be our our test because there's a lot of news and notes things. In <laughs> fact, there's there's one I need to add in, Uh-oh. which is kind of a news and notes update. Get off my lawn thing all in one. Wow. 
Okay. The trifecta. <laughs> the trifecta. <laughs> and then there's one that I wanted to bring up. I just didn't know how to. We talked about it at breakfast this morning with Tyreek Hill and Tua. Oh, okay. <laughs> with with Tyreek saying, yeah, our chemistry is going to be like Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra. Like, okay. So they're going to be good for eight weeks? Is, or that, <laughs> is it eight games? How does that, that play out? And Tua goes, which one's Carmen? <laughs> he goes, I would rather be Michael Jordan. Yes. <laughs> oh, so... All the stuff we talk about, well, most of it. I mean, I don't have the news and notes up on the, on the website, but our gambling, our little our little uh, bold predictions are up there. We have our listener contest that, I'll tell you, that some bitch needs to end. Who are we still waiting for? Oh, oh um, we're waiting for... Mayfield and um, Mayfield, we're Garoppolo. waiting for Garoppolo. Well, if if one of those dominoes falls... Okay, then we can We can it. probably end it. Okay. Because the two guys that can either tie or... Because if if Mayfield goes to Seattle, we can. Call, I'm gonna. Call, I'm just gonna call it a tie and give the top two guys the prize. Okay. If Mayfield doesn't go to Seattle, we have one winner. Okay. So. But we know we know Mayfield's not going back to Cleveland now. Yeah. So that one's done. That was definitive. Yeah. Yes. So it, it's basically down to two people. Okay. And we need to get that one cleared out so I can put up the. The entry for the Glutton's Guillotine League three. Ooh, that's coming up. That's coming up. We gotta get that lined up because that's that's eighteen teams we need in there. That's a, that's you know, and that's a that's a league I have not been successful. <laughs> I was I was almost. I would, I would rather not be successful than get to the yeah, semifinals. That's true. <laughs> like get screwed. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I I I was close to holding all those gift cards. So that'll be coming up hopefully next week. Hopefully something will happen this week. Otherwise, you know what? Even if Mayfield doesn't go to Seattle, I might just fucking call this a, a tie. Well, they're um, because Garoppolo. When, when does season start? When or when does uh, preseason start? Pre well, training camp starts end of July. So that's when it's going to happen. He'll go. He'll go before training camp. Yeah, but we somewhere. Need, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. You don't think that gives enough time? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm getting tired of looking at the the page. That's all. <laughs> so that's all on the website, cffpodcast.com. You put the little dub, dub, dub in front of that with a dot. And then you do cffpodcast.com. And that'll take you to the website. That's so simple. I, I, you would think. And if you got questions, comments, concerns, we have the Mission Barbecue uh, email account. And that's cffpodcast at hotmail.com. Send us your questions, your comments, your concerns. We'll we'll address them on the, on the next show. If you feel like you want to have your voice on the program, you can send us a, a voicemail or a text message to the Mountain Dew Spark fan line. And that's 414-520-8249. And if you know when we're recording a show, you want to get in live. Oh, use that number. God, you're good. But that would be telepathy or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> now, did, have you tried the new Mountain Dew uh, gem, I think it's called? I tried that purple one you gave me. Okay. The purple thunder? Yeah, thunder, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. The um, the um, the new punch one. That the one you sent me the picture of? Baja gem, I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, I haven't found it yet. Oh, so, uh, Speedway. 
Oh, really? I went by Speedway, went in. They had both the gold and the, the um, what did I just say, gem, I think it's really? called. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the gold one's the pineapple one, right? Correct. Yeah, that one I was not that much yeah, of a was, fan of. It, it, I think it's a too much of a fake pineapple flavor. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's a problem with. Yeah, I've learned with pineapple and with watermelon. Correct. <laughs> it, the, the, the the fakeness can really come through, and it's like, eh, nah, not for me. So I, I would say I would actually say the gem one I like better than the purple one. Oh, really? Yeah, because I didn't mind the purple one. Yeah, I, I thought the gem one was better. Not as good as the. The new one at BW3s, whatever I forget what well, that's called. Did we talk about this? I I kind of felt like the one at BW3s was, um, uh, what's the one? Is it Voltage? Is that the blue oh, one? Oh yeah, yeah. We did. It's, we did. It's, it's a volt, a darker, less intense voltage. Yes, is what I thought of it. Yeah, I I, I just I I liked it. I just didn't. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. I'm not going to die over it. Right. And I don't know if that's just because it's a fountain mixture or what, but could be. We'll see. Um, yeah, my wife is all excited because Baja Blast is back in the stores. In the bottles. Yeah, bottles and the cans. Well, that's what they have. They have Baja Blast. Yeah. Then they have Baja Punch. No, the 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 gold. Okay. And then they have Baja Gem. All right. Yeah, because she's still waiting for her Baja Punch. Oh, I think it's gem. I think that's oh, what, is it that is. what it's called. I think that's what it is because I don't think there's going to be another Baja. Oh, out. okay. All right. Well, we'll have to we'll have to look. I'll have to ever try that one. There you go. Um, well, that's it. I think we're we're gonna get right into the news and notes because we we got time limits here. That's right. Before we get into the actual news and notes, this is the thing where I was going to call the mixture of our get off my lawn um, update little story that just came out. Okay. So it's kind of a Dwayne Haskins reminiscent, you know, after Dwayne Haskins was hit by a cement uh, dump truck, he was found out to be a, just a great guy, an amazing man, wonderful husband. Superior gentleman. Amazing lover. Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> and then, like we said, well, slow your roll. Well, it wasn't for that, you know, it wasn't for that accident. <laughs> he would have been starting in Pittsburgh over Mitch Trubisky, so. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that he was drunk out of his mind <laughs> and on other drugs, yeah. he would have been hit by a dump truck. Anyways, along that line, I think you already know where we're going. Yes. On June 21st, sadly, the Baltimore Ravens lost their outside linebacker, Jalen Ferguson. Um, Jalen Ferguson was 26 years old. Now, when this news came out on July 21st, we were told Jalen Ferguson, great man, superior gentleman, great father, great fiance, great boyfriend. Wait a minute, great father and fiance. Huh? Yeah, well, yeah, they, they do it backwards okay all right all right so um we were told that well yesterday news came out baltimore ravens outside linebacker jalen ferguson 26 great man hall of famer uh died from the combined effects of fentanyl and cocaine (laughs) Uh, as you knew would happen 
Uh, the Baltimore Ravens wrote, our priority is focused on the on the man Jalen was and the positive impact he made on so many as a father, son, fiance, friend, and teammate. That's what the Ravens said in a in a statement issued Friday after it found out that, yeah, he was all that. You forgot? Drug abuser. Yeah. Well, you know. Uh, you can't get everything in there. <laughs> no, no, no. Only focus on the sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> you ready for Deshaun Watson update? Oh, yeah. So this past Tuesday, his hearing commenced regarding the disciplinary portion of, of the events of we call as Deshaun Watson turns, right? And much like any story dealing with the NFL, the leaks and reports are, are all different. Mm. On one hand, you have the report saying the NFL was likely to accept a suspension of six to eight games if that is what the judge recommends. The report said that the NFL didn't want to get into the back and forth of a long, drawn-out appeal process. So they were willing to say, okay, let's just do this and get it over with. And then, you know, later that day or the next Wait day. Wait a minute, was, was this before 26 and 27, <laughs> or was this? Um, Thursday of this week, the NFL was saying that they are insisting on an indefinite suspension that could be reviewed after one year. Kind of think Josh Gordon. Yes. All right. A person with knowledge of the matter said the league wants the process, including any appeals, to end by July 27th when the Browns open training camp. And can I ask a question? Absolutely. How many women did Josh Gordon? None. Oh. He, he just wrecked a lot of croppage. Oh, so he didn't. No. He didn't do harm to anybody but nope. himself. Exactly. Hmm. Yes. And he got an indefinite suspension. Indefinite. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, well even I, if I was listening on the radio today, they're talking about Ben Roethlisberger, comparing the two. Uh, ben Roethlisberger had two women accuse him of sexual. Yeah. Some, I don't want to say sexual assault, sexual something. Yes. Fondling and. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. That never even went anywhere. It no. got quietly paid off, mm-hmm. and he got a six-game suspension that was whittled down to four. Right. So they're saying that was back in the good old days when reporters, right. you know, were on the players' sides. <laughs> but they were saying that it's not about what he did or didn't do; it was about the image it portrayed and the harm that could happen down the line if something else continued. So if he'd only done it once or twice, yeah. It wouldn't have been a big issue with image wise because Robert Kraft did it once or twice and allegedly it wasn't a big deal. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but since he did it twenty hundred times. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh it's a bigger issue. Well, they're saying that so Deshaun Watson has this fetish of having massages that possibly turn into sexual encounters. Well, don't we um, support and applaud people for their diversity? Well, I don't know if that's diverse. I, I, he'd probably have to call himself they, them. Oh, then he'd be okay. Then it'd be okay. Oh, okay. Because then you can't, you can't do anything to, ah, to them. Understood. <laughs> understood. Good guy. So, so again, like we mentioned on the last episode, as we are, again, ahead of the, ahead of the curve on these things. Yes. In the part that matters, fantasy football. Um there is no way Deshaun Watson is draftable, correct? No. All right. 
Not anymore. I mean, if the NFL is really hard pushing for a a minimum of a year, blah blah blah. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's not. He, he's of no value. So then that leads to the next obvious question: Do the Browns truly think Jacoby Brissett is the guy to take the reins this season, or are you believing the half baked stories coming out that Baker Mayfield may? stay with the team this year no i believe the half-baked stories that are coming out that say they're going to trade Bray- baker mayfield for another quarterback really i would not be shocked at all and i don't think baker you would either. for marcus mariota okay make baker for um uh who's the Guinness oh by the way it's marcus mariota mario sorry That's, mariota Mar- Jesus christ let's let's just call the whole thing off uh <laughs> Um, who's the who's the again uh, the Ginsu knife guy? For which team? The the mullet, the walking mullet. Oh, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. <laughs> well, they could get him. They don't even have to trade for him. Oh yeah, he's with somebody. I thought he was. I thought he was a free agent. I don't think so. I think he's on a team. Oh, but I I think there I think there are guys that are gettable. Okay. I don't know if any of those gettable guys are better than Brissett. I think Minshew might be. I think he'd be worth a shot. Yeah. But, uh, well, word from the Browns is that they are now willing to discuss paying half of Baker's remaining salary in trade in a trade offer, which would come in somewhere between nine to ten million dollars. They're going to have to eat it all. I mean, simple fact of the matter is they can't. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. They they have to pay him anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. So Baker's still a question mark. Yeah. All right. Well, here's a sign as to how. The NFL has become (laughs) the Washington Commanders head coach, Ron Rivera. Did you hear about this? Yes. He was fined a hundred grand. Now I know why he fined his head coach a hundred grand. He needed the money to pay (laughs) off his fine. But what was he fined a hundred grand for? Excessive contact in practice drills. The team has also lost two organized team activity practices in twenty twenty three. And they're not the only team. There, no, who there, was the other one? The Patriots. There were um, there there were four teams. Patriots, I think, Raiders. Were, weren't the Raiders part of it too? I think I think Dallas was. I oh, thought, Dallas. Yes, that was. I, a, I believe uh, Mike McCarthy was. All, <laughs> you know, he was being too hard on his guys out there. Well, and he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he has. Oh my God, he actually looks pretty good. Well, I think he's on the jury diet. <laughs> so, so I mean, how bad could this have truly been? These practices are not even in full pads. No. The second question is: What soft player was the one that called up his union rep and complained? There you go. He's done. Yeah. Uh, Back in the old uh, Mike Holmgren days, they would have taken that guy and put him on the next bus out of town. <laughs> now, if only we had a segment called the Pup List segment. Oh, this that. might be the start of it. Well, you, you'd never get the game, you'd never get the uh, show in in a half an hour. <laughs> so, is it maybe time to say goodbye to James White of the New England Patriots? Yeah. Alex Barth of ninety-eight point five, the Sports Hub, reports White could be a training camp, could begin training camp on the Pup List with his injured hip. That thing is still hurt. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, he's he's in his he isn't he in his thirties? Yeah, he's he's old. Yeah, and they've got 
what, what, they drafted two more guys this year. Yeah, two more guys. Plus, they have what? Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. Yeah. yeah uh, I, Harris, now, Harris is done after this year. <clears throat> after this year? Yeah. Okay, so they got Pierre Strong. He's the rookie. Correct. And he's supposedly the guy that's going to replace White. Yeah, he's supposed to be the best fit as their uh, pass catching and blocking guy. And so Ramondre Stevenson would be the next guy in line to be the, you know, one one first second down back. Yeah. So bye bye James White. I think take so. him off your draft list. Yeah, I think so. I'll have to move him down my top ten. How many times has it happened where the um, <laughs> where the uh, Patriots always cut a guy? Yeah. 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 Well, here's another pup list. Puppy, uh, surprising news from the Rams states that Odell Beckham Jr. and his knee injury might not be a full go until October or November as he continues to recover from his torn ACL. Jeremy Fowler. But Beckham could take his time here because talking to teams, they do not expect Beckham to be healthy until October or maybe even November as far as full go back from the ACL. Fowler said Beckham can take his time and maybe even wait until the first couple weeks of the season, see who's hot, who needs a receiver, he will likely go to a contender. So he's going to pull a Gronk is what you're saying? Probably. Okay. Yeah, Gronk's going to probably do the same thing, right? Yeah. Another receiver that's going to probably be on the pup list, Dallas's wide receiver Michael Gallup. May not be ready for week one of the season, but the team expects him to be ready sometime in September. So he may start training camp on the pup list? Yeah. Well, because the 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 pup list now is only four games. Is it four? I thought it was six. No, they they changed it. Yeah. Oh, well, then maybe he would start the season on the pup list. So this this is why you're hearing a lot more of this. They might start it on the pup list thing because it's only four games. Okay. Gallup is also coming back from an ACL injury that suffered in week 17 last year. Uh, If he does get placed, yeah, four games. All right. Ready for another one? Wait a minute, is, is, is this the pup list, or is this guys that might be cut in? <laughs> no, we're, we're on the pup list. Okay, because th- those, kept... those are my two favorite things right now. <laughs> Everybody's either going to be on the pup list, or, gonna or they're going to cut. Yeah, no, I, I tried to keep James White as the only guy that was okay. both. Okay. <clears throat> Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. will be starting the season on the pup list, making him unavailable to the team. Well, see, this one says until after week six of the regular season. But well, see, they, that were, might not be they would be true. wrong. He tore his ACL in week 15 last year. Okay, yeah, I, I don't think he's ready for halfway through the season, to be honest. No. So I have a little say what segment for you. Oh. Who said this? Okay. <clears throat> I know for a fact that not like I am not like the rest of the guys in the NFL. I know I'm a top five receiver. I know I'm a top three receiver. Top three. Oh, I know this. Uh, CeeDee Lamb. Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Notre Dame. Oh, Claypool? Yeah, Chase Claypool. Oh, <laughs> He's a liar. <laughs> the self-proclaimed top three receiver who hauled in a whopping 59 receptions for 860 yards and two whole touchdowns. That sounds like top three to me. In 15 <laughs> games last year. And that was a decrease. From the 62 receptions, 873 yards, and 11 total touchdowns in his rookie year. Now, just to help out Chase Cool Claypool a little bit and all you other people out there who actually believe that, oh, I'm going to put him in my top three list for receivers <laughs> yeah. for my fantasy draft, uh, you're going to get screwed over by this guy. <laughs> yes. I did a little research. The best I could find 
was a wide receiver 23 ranking. Wow. The lowest I could find was wide receiver 56, making that a medium of right around uh, wide receiver 40. Wow. Nowhere near wide receiver three. He's a top. Oh, he's a, he, he meant a top three <laughs> receiver on the team. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and again, the best I could find for Chase Claypool regarding 2022 p- projections goes a little something like this. You ready? Yep. 60 and a half receptions, 851 yards, four touchdowns. So it's like that a, top three? No. Okay. Not even close. <laughs> and here's some more fantasy uh, nuggets for you. We, prior to the NFL draft, everybody was projecting Brees Hall, the number one pick in Dynasty, correct? Correct, correct. Well, Jets are trying to make that happen. Oh. They're telling people that will listen, that rookie running back Brees Hall is going to be the Batman to Michael Carter's Robin in the offense. Okay. Jets are saying that they will use both, but Hall is going to be the lead back. He's bigger of the two making Carter better used and space for the team. As of right now, Hall has an ADP of running back 37, making him right around the 10th pick in an eight of the eighth round in, in your 12-team PPR leagues. 36, huh? Yeah. Interested? That's a number but three. that's in redraft. That's not in dynasty. No, no, in honesty, I would rather, uh, if they stick with what they're saying, mm-hmm. I'd rather have Carter. Because they're not a run-first team. They're a passing team. Or they want to be a passing right. team. And so the guy that's in there on passing situations would be the running back I'd want. Okay. That's Carter. There you go. So, uh, and my personal opinion. I'm taking whoever Dan doesn't take. So it doesn't matter. Oh, that's, well, you're going to have to. Yes. Since I, you're I the second pick. I have no first. choice. I know. but <laughs> So whoever he doesn't take, that's who I'm taking. Uh, so. In in the the, the um, training camps. You'll learn. We're, we're going to hear nothing but. Yeah, Brees Hall's amazing. Duel, dueling Brees Hall and Ken, uh, Kenneth Walker. <laughs> every, every other day, it's going to be somebody doing something amazing. Oh, So next episode, check our rankings on our top 10 fantasy rankings because I may be moving Joe Mixon down my running back top 10 fantasy player list. Oh, After the news came out that the Bengals running back is unlikely to be a three down back in 2022. That news comes from the Athletics' Paul Diener Jr. Diener cites Mixon's struggles in pass protection as a reason for the move. Diener says there will be spots for Mixon on third down, but the days focusing on focusing on turning him into a three down back are behind them. Ooh. Nuggets. Well, if again, remember what time of year it is. Yes. And if it's actually true, it's actionable. But watch the preseason games. If they don't have one of these other clowns out there, I mean, and if it's Samaji P. Ryan going to be the number, the third round down guy, forget it. <laughs> no, they're, they're, uh, as of right now, number two spot fight looks to be between Chris Evans yeah. and Samaji P. Ryan. Yeah. If, if it's Chris Evans, I give a little bit more credence to it. Yeah. But, you know, we'll wait and see. <laughs> I mean, Mixon obviously is still first round potential, right? Yeah, absolutely. So. Don't don't be fretting too much. Just don't right. expect last year. I mean, um, if this is true, um, Chubb. Yes, doesn't catch the ball at all. Right. Neither does Derrick Henry. Top ten running backs. Yeah. So, so more running back news and more examples of what always happens today when I make a trade for a player. <laughs> Alvin Kamara 
to face a civil lawsuit stemming from an alleged physical altercation he got into with another man that resulted in Kamara being charged with felony battery. According to a source, Kamara is reportedly expecting to be suspended for at least six games. Mm. So there you go. My first year with the guy. and Well, six games, then he bargains it down to four. Okay, hopefully. <sighs> In a 17-game season. Were you thinking of drafting Malik Willis as a quarterback? God, no. No? Not even in Dynasty? Oh, it, wait a minute. Is this, is this my third favorite nonsense of the... <laughs> Of the, of the off season, <laughs> every single rookie running, every single rookie quarterback is going to become a tight end. Is no, oh, okay, no, <laughs> no. no. The the uh, every single rookie quarterback is third string quarterback on their team. Well, that's pretty close. The Tennessee Titans quarterback Malik Willis will be on a gradual development program, while quarterback Logan Woodside will serve as the backup in twenty twenty two. Who the hell is Logan Woodside? He is your number two quarterback is, in Tennessee that behind is nonsense. Ryan Tanny My Hill. <laughs> you know that's nonsense. <laughs> it's like Ritter. Ritter. Oh, Ritter is far behind Marcus Mari, Mariota. Mariota. Mariota, whatever the hell his Jesus. name is. <laughs> I forgot to read my list of I know. Polynesian names. Uh, um but yeah, every, every single one of these guys are they're saying, oh, he's he's playing with the third string. It's not even real camp yet. For God's sakes, <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> well, here's another one for you to, to, to rot, whine about. <laughs> According to Zach Cruz of the Packers Wire, did you hear this story? A.J. Dillon is expected to see his role expand in 2022. After getting 221 touches last season, the team believes there's a good chance that Dillon and Jones could handle 500 or more total touches in 2022. That's two hundred fifty a piece. That yes, that makes perfect sense. Okay, they're going to be a. I think people are going to be shocked. They're going to be a much more run heavy team than they've been in a long time. We can't have that if I'm expecting to make my Aaron Rodgers wins the MVP award again. You're not going to like my bust and oh, overrated. Just stop. <laughs> Jones could see increased work in the passing game while Dylan should get should hold on to the early down work. Jones is currently RB11, wow. which makes him um, second round, fifth pick. That's pretty high. While Dylan is RB26. That's too low. Fifth round, eighth pick. They're, if they're, if they're going to have the, the um, um, setup where both of them are playing together, which is what they're talking about, mm-hmm. There's no way those guys don't finish, both finish in the top 20. Okay. All right. I hope you're right. Now, we're going to talk about one of your favorite running backs. God. The Washington Commanders. (laughs) I'm going to take him off my list (laughs) because. Are looking to use rookie running back Brian Robinson as an answer in goal line and short yardage situations. In an effort to keep Antonio Gibson fresh. The commanders will use the big-bodied rookie when the yards are tougher inside. How does it make any <laughs> sense? I think this is the stupidest thing. <laughs> Antonio Gibson, big guy, yes. big back. Old? No, he's only been in the league for two years. Yeah, but he's 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 got a lot of miles on Stop those Stop it. He barely played because he was a wide receiver in college. And... They bring in McKissick. 
Yes. To great. catch all the passes because they because oh because one of the specialties that Robinson has is that he's a pass catching back. Yes. So let's bring in somebody else to do the same thing that he does. Yes. So he doesn't have that. Oh, and then let's draft wait, another running wait, back. What, wasn't McKissick going somewhere else this year, making you all yes. happy? <laughs> right now, Gibson is looking at getting drafted right around RB sixteen. That's too high. That's way too high. And McKissick is getting taken right around RB forty four. It's probably too low. I mean, Rob- he's only a receiver back, but he's still. Uh, as for Brian Robinson, as of right now, he's still listed as undrafted in your 12-team PPR leagues. What, what <laughs> leagues are we talking about? I mean, uh, my God. Uh, finally, <laughs> make, you, make you a little happier here. <laughs> Terry McLaurin has agreed to a three-year extension worth up to $71 million in new money with the Washington Commanders. The deal reportedly includes $34.6 million in signing bonus and another $12.5 million guaranteed in March of 2023 for a guaranteed total of $53.154 million, the largest amount ever given to a wide receiver, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. I do not know what I'm missing. Maybe he's worth it in the NFL realm. However, in what matters to us and to everybody that's listening, fantasy football, McLaren is just another newly way overpaid receiver. Right? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's had shitty quarterbacks. Well, he's still got a shitty quarterback. Uh, Exactly. I, 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 in, In what world do we live where that helps? It's like, okay, we're going to pay him a lot of money. Why? You still don't have a quarterback. And again, like we, we explained on the last episode of this podcast, again, ahead of our time, when it comes to fantasy football, he is not young. He's 26 years old. No, no. He's not productive. He has never finished inside the top 20. And his career best points per game is 15.5. But he is going to get, what did we say? How many million? Guaranteed uh, over the next two years? Uh, million for a guy who's going to, at best, get you 15 and a half points. That's crazy. At least we don't have to pay it. Yeah, that's true. Right? And we're not even fans of the team, so we don't even care. (laughs) Because I'm not buying any of their merchandise or anything like that, so I'm not supporting them at all. Because it's boring. I've noticed, I'm trying to figure out a way to bring this in, and this might be the way. Did you see the Eagles' new thing they did with their logo? I saw, it It doesn't look like much of a change, but... It, it's horrible. We're, the NFL is turning into Major League Baseball. Okay. I don't understand why there can't be, as far as Major League Baseball, why there can't be a happy medium between the minor league logos yeah. and the Major League logos, where instead of just having... An NY for New York and a TB for Tampa Bay and all this shit. Why? Why we can't just go from the the really cool, outrageous logos in in minor league baseball and just meet somewhere in the middle? Yeah, yeah. The NFL is turning into that too. It started with the Washington Commanders with their stupid ass looking W, and now the Eagles. I don't even know if I've seen the W. I don't. Oh, yeah. Stupid. Anyways, so then that then that turned into what um, the Eagles just did. You know how in their end zones they have eagles and it's got that little arch? Yeah. Eagles. Well, all they did now is just, 
it just says eagles and it's got a little a little pointy flourish in the middle of it maybe maybe i'll bring it up and i'll put it on the website next week but okay um yeah so i i don't know what the hell's going yes, it's on it's funny when new when new um there it is oh yeah look, it looks like a paper company <laughs> it does it looks like folding cardboard or something oh god let me see if i can find really quickly this is i know very exciting for the listeners oh and did, did now hold on hold on you got a picture here that i i think is is masterful which one i want to understand how they can't call themselves the redskins yet they can call themselves the commies oh hey Oh, that! Oh, yeah! You like that one? <laughs> Isn't that Joe Theismann? Yeah, it looks like it, right? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I've I've seen him called the commies all over the place, and I'm like, okay. Why? So here's right here the old end zone logo. Okay, that's the new one right there. And they're talking about how this is so amazing and so forward thinking and. So instead of the instead of the flourishes going out, the flourishes go, go in. in. And instead of being really coolly designed with a little arch, it's just straight across. For some reason, I like I do like the new uh, head though. Or it's, not, it's not really new. It's the no, same. that that's the same head. It's the same head. It's just I I like the way it interacts better. Yeah, it, I wish they would have put they would. Oh wait, there isn't. Is that slightly new? Yeah, it is slightly new. It's got the yeah, the feathers more of are slightly a different. 3D yeah, 3D look. But um, I wish he would put that logo on the helmet rather than the silly wing. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess the the wing is a nod to the past, right? Yeah, yeah. Kinda. But, but you know, we've gotten rid of all the other past stuff. So why are we hanging on to just the wings? Yeah. Ah, uh. <sighs> so that's it for the news and notes, everybody. It's time to get into the part of the show you've been waiting for. And that's our overvalued players and our bust candidates. We're going to give you our our top overvalued picks that you should watch out for. Not saying you shouldn't draft them, but just be concerned. And we're going to go quarterback, running back, receiver. Right? Can we can we can we go uh, tight end, running back, or tight end, wide receiver, running back, quarterback? Well, I didn't do tight ends, so you can do tight ends. Okay. You want to start with I'll receivers? Just, I'll just do it. Yeah, we can start with okay, receivers. Yeah, you go. You go ahead and you do your little. Uh, you do your tight ends. Oh, you're 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 gonna you're gonna diminish it again. See? No, I'm not. I'm not. Your little your little thing. No, your your little, little, little no no yeah. no. I'm <laughs> your little thing. Stop. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, go for your tight ends. Go for your wonderful tight ends that are gonna be overvalued or bust candidates. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start with uh, I'm gonna start with the overvalued. Now I gotta find it though, because I'm I exactly. I know I just right. I didn't uh, didn't plan ahead well enough. Running back, okay, tight end. So make sure you adjust your draft. Yes, your draft list for this because absolutely. As we talk, this is this is pretty much gospel. I I feel strong about the things that I came up with because I, you, I you'll start hearing the national talk show people talk about this next week exactly after we after we re- let this stuff go <laughs> they'll start picking up on it because we got some new content all oh, those guys in Milwaukee they're doing some stuff um okay so my I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go overrated okay and then I'm gonna go bust okay so overrated at tight end I'm gonna put the, the first guy. Dawson Knox. All right. 
because he had a he had a what would be a surprising breakout. yeah tight end eleven yeah. finished last year, um, but things things went just right for him, um, and right now I think his his. His top finish is going to be somewhere fifteen or below. Okay, so I I think he's he's overrated just because, you know, they now have a third down running back, a passing catch pass catching running back, mm-hmm. and they've got um, oh crap, who's the kid that they're promoting? In Buffalo, the wide receiver, yeah. Oh, in wide receiver, um, oh crap. The guy that got the three touchdowns in the playoff game. Yeah, he's all he's all the rage of this yes. year. Everybody's everybody's all hot to trot for him. But um so he's he's gonna be in the starting lineup now instead of being the third guy. Right. Um I I just I just don't see a way. And, oh, and and Buffalo drafted a, another tight end. Yes. Is it one guy with a really weird name? Uh is 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 a is a that guy yeah it's it, one of the, is that the guy uh, let's find out you keep going okay I'll... so yeah so i think i think knox is in for a uh reduction tyler croft lee smith Dawson, dawson knox tyler no no i don't know i thought they drafted somebody Oh, maybe not. Maybe they didn't. Um, but anyway, so right by, right behind Knox, I would put Mark Andrews. Oh yes, I, I think people are going to go into the season going, "Oh, he was number one last year. He's going to be really good. He's still going to be really good, but he's not on an offense that passes the ball. They did it last year because they all their running backs were hurt. They didn't have a choice. So I think it's kind of silly that." He's going to be drafted as a number one tight end, and he's not going to come anywhere near it. Yeah. So th- those are my those are my two um, overrated, okay. and then um, my potential bus guy is Goddard from Dallas. Yes, number one, he's holding out, so he's a knucklehead. That's not good. Number two, they have fifty seven other tight ends on the roster, including a guy from Wisconsin who's going to take his job. Because they're good. I'm just saying. Yes. And I, I, I think I think Goddard is is going to be the guy that's going to be in for the biggest regression. He's going to fall. He's. Uh, I realize that they don't have um, Cooper there anymore. Mm-hmm. But I think C.D. Lamb is just going to eat up all the targets, and um, it's going to be interesting. All right. I love it. All right, wide receivers. Start with. My my I have my, my I have three overvalued. Okay. And first guy is DK Metcalf. Now he's ranked way too high for me at wide receiver seventeen. This year's Seattle's Seahawks are gonna mm. be slow paced and plotting at best. He's gonna have to deal with erratic quarterback play from whichever quarterback they end up going with this year. <laughs> and there's just too many better options to go with instead of wasting a draft pick on this guy. DK Metcalf will finish way below wide receiver 17 this year. Who's one of yours? Um, my first one is uh, Deontay Johnson from Pittsburgh. Oh, I have him as a bust. Oh, okay. Well, I, have, yeah. I, I just have him as overrated. Yeah. Uh, he has inconsistent hands, and he um, 
you know, he has the opportunity to improve that in that department, but um, the real concern here is what happened at quarterback. I yep. mean, let's face it, we we either have Mitch Trubisky thrown to him, right? Not good, or we have a rookie throwing to him. Oh yeah, not good. So. Well, yeah, I mean, let, let, let's not forget that last year's coveted rookie quarterback class fueled almost zero reliable wide receiver options outside of Brandon Cooks, who was wide receiver 20, Jacoby Myers, wide receiver 33, and Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver 30. Yeah. So that doesn't hold out hope for Mr. Deontay Johnson no. in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, my next guy, Tyreek Hill. Now, whether he's... The Dennis Rodman or the Carmen Electra portion of this <laughs> uh, chemistry experiment in Miami. Hill's wide receiver nine ranking for this year is obviously based off of everyone thinking he is going to be the same player he was with Kansas City. As much as I do not hate Tua at quarterback, he is no Patrick Mahomes. No matter how much Tyreek says he that Tua throws a better ball than Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> it's bullshit. Do not believe it. <laughs> the quarterback situation for Hill is a massive drop-off this year when you take into account a tough regular season schedule and the statistical drop-off that Hill had in 2021. There's no way Tyreek Hill is a top-10 receiver for 2022. No way. Your next guy. My next guy is Hunter Renfro, Las Vegas Raiders. Because he's white. You're just racist. I am racist. I am. I'm very much so. <laughs> don't like J.D. McKissick. You know. <laughs> well, last year, Renfro emerged as one of the best fantasy assets uh, amongst his uh, potential mates after he racked up 103 catches, which is just too shy of his prior 29 games combined. Mm -hmm. So let's see. Is he going to revert back to last year or what he was the many years before that. Right. Yeah. Um, he had, what, 1,000 yards and nine scores last year. Oh, yeah, but didn't they pick up another wide receiver? Um, uh, yeah. Devante? So, I, I think he... I think De he Devante? Yeah. yeah. De Devante? He's got long hair. Yeah. Yeah, he has okay. long hair. Yeah. Guy. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. So uh, I, I get the feeling that um, he's going to underperform this year. Okay. My next underperformer, and this may be an obvious thought, but Chris Godwin. Mm. I don't know how he's ending up with a wide receiver 19 ranking. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that he ended a season with a torn ACL. <laughs> the surgery was done in early January of 2022. So so regardless of the fact that ACL tears do not seem to be as, as serious as they were in the past, it's still going to take a full year for a player, especially a skill player, like Chris Godwin to feel like himself. Do not draft Godwin expecting a top 15 performance from him. You're going to be wildly disappointed. <laughs> and wildly is an understatement. Yes. Wildly in quotation marks. All right. Who's your next one? Okay. I have uh, busts All right. from here yeah. on. Okay. So my first bust is um, Traylon Burks. He of the always too fat. Oh, he needs a nebulizer. Oh, I don't know what the hell's <laughs> wrong with him. Um, I, I don't know what's going on with the dude, but reality says he, he's going to have to suck it up for a year because he's he's not going to be in shape. He's not going to be yeah. ready to go. So, plus, plus, oh yeah, Tennessee. By the way, they like to run the ball. So yeah, I'm I'm going to kind of stay on that same theme. 
a guy that was with Tennessee last year for my bus candidate, A.J. Brown. Oh, okay. I'm not doubting his skills, but you have to admit that this this ceiling for him in Philadelphia is a lot lower than it was in Tennessee. (laughs) Yeah. The Eagles led the league in rushing percentage last year, and Jalen Hurts still has a, a lot to prove as a passer. Brown is also competing against Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard for touches. That was something he didn't have to worry about in Tennessee. Brown is going to end up being drafted way above the mid-level number two wide receiver he should be getting drafted as. Don't make the same mistake. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, my my um, second and last bust was uh, Chris Godwin. Because of the fact that, uh, you know, he had knee construction surgery. He's not going to be ready until probably halfway through the year. By then, um, there's likelihood that Tom has made him made himself um, comfortable with whatever the new wide receiving core winds up being in Tampa Bay, outside of Mike Evans. And, well, I mean, Russell Gage, obviously, is going to be in there somewhere. But he'll have some new tight end. He'll have, um, of all those other backs or um, receivers that they have, they'll find a couple guys that are worthwhile. Right. So um, when Godwin comes back, I think they're going to probably slow play him back in. And for fantasy, he's not. I mean, he's just not going to put up any points for you. He, he may end up being a league winner. He may come back just in time for the playoffs. He may shit to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going for number two. I'm going for the bust, yeah. <laughs> I'll take door two, Jan. <laughs> So we were going to move on to running backs. My first overvalued running back, Josh Jacobs, who is currently ranked at RB20. And there's no way he should be inside the top 24 for running backs this year. He has yet to show himself to be an efficient receiver at the NFL level. That means that with the likes of Brandon Bolden, Amir Abdullah, and Kenyon Drake also on the team right now, there's no way Josh Jacobs is a three-down back. No. Last year, Jacobs ranked 37th in yards per touch, 36th in breakaway run rate. Add to that the fact that the Raiders are likely going to be more of a pass team after giving away way too much money to two receivers and likely a tight end. I also think the drafting of Zamir White tells us a lot about what the Raiders think of Jacobs and the rest of the guys on the running back roster. Josh Jacobs, lower than RB20 this year. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. All right. Are we doing overrated right now or busts? Overrated. overrated. Okay. Or, yeah, overvalued, yeah. Okay, overvalued. Yep. I'm going to go with Ronald Jones, Kansas City. Um, I I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't I I don't have a clue. Uh, they brought him in, uh, uh, I guess, to be the pass catching back, but he can't catch. Right. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be that guy by default. Your favorite running back. Yeah, I know. And I've been right about him every single <laughs> year. But I, I don't, I, you know, uh, he, can't, he, he can't block. Mm-hmm. He can't catch. So the only role he has is as, as, a running, as a running back running back. And Kansas City just doesn't use a running back. Yeah. So he has no chance. My next overvalued running back is David Montgomery. Ah. It's very possible that David Montgomery is the most overvalued running back currently at RB16. This year, you can expect his receiving upside to be limited with a scrambling quarterback under center. And you have Khalil Herbert showing us all last year that he can play. 
meaning he is going to take away snaps from Montgomery. If you really look at the numbers, Montgomery is similar to handfuls full of other backs that are ranked well below him. J.K. Dobbins, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, and Elijah Mitchell. David Montgomery, overvalued. Your next guy. Not going to believe it. You had David Montgomery? No. Josh Jacobs. Did you? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, they didn't sign his five-year contract. Right. I mean, they, they drafted a guy to replace him. They brought in guys last year to replace him or to eat into his um, carries or catches or whatever. Right. Um, I would not be shocked. I mean, if they have Kenyon Drake doing the third down back thing, Zamir White eating into his carries, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year he's on the bench or a healthy scratch. I, I think he's going to be that. I mean, really, really, I realistically, I could elevate him to bust really easily. All right. My next guy, Ezekiel Elliott. I have been trying to tell you people for years (laughs) that Elliott is not worth where he is being drafted in fantasy football. Even as RB18, where where he's ranked right now, which in fantasy football is an RB2 position, is way too high for him. I would argue that Elliott should be avoided completely in your upcoming drafts. And that is a bold prediction, but there's no way to make that a bold prediction. There's just too many nagging injuries for Zeke, and you have the added benefit of the much better running from Tony Pollard. Ezekiel Elliott will be lucky to be a mid-RB3 in fantasy football this year. I can make that a bold prediction. That you can. Boom. Boom. Done. Ezekiel Elliott will will be a mid-level RB3 in fantasy football. Bold. Bold. Bold with a side of sweet. <laughs> Your next guy. Okay, are we doing busts? Yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay, my first bust is Corderell Patterson. Oh, I have him also. I'll see. Nice. I mean, uh, you know, guy's 30 years old. <laughs> he he didn't break out till he was 29. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a team that absolutely sucks. Yes. Um, they're talking about moving him to wide receiver. Again? Yes, so um, I I don't have much faith in the guy to be honest. I I don't and honestly, I mean they were trying to replace him last year, but Mike Davis just was that bad. So uh, yeah, he he's going to be a complete and total dis- disaster. I I think that um, who's the guy that they got Algier Tyler Algier yeah. yeah. So uh, he's a bigger back. He, he catches the ball. He does basically the same things that Cordero Patterson does. But he's younger. But he's a lot younger <laughs> and probably a little bit more physically in shape. So Now, in fantasy points, Patterson shockingly finished last season as the number nine running back. Correct. But the wide receiver turned running back faltered down the stretch. In fact, he, he scored fewer points, than fewer than nine points in fantasy football in six of his final eight games. And he had just one game with more than 14 points at that time. And hence, that's why they were going to move him to yep. wide receiver. And then, even if they move him to wide receiver, they just added Drake London. They added, like you said, Tyler Algier to another as another running back. Yep. So his role is going to be scaled back it's quite be. a bit. Yeah. Uh, he may be more of a... Uh, uh, jack of all trades guy. Yeah, you know he might he might. Oh, we need we need a wide receiver. Okay, you go land as a wide yeah. receiver. This oh, guy we, got hurt. Let's yeah. put you a running back. Yeah. yeah, so that might be his role. 
So my my first buzz candidate hurts. Javante Williams. Now you know I love him. Ooh. That love turned into a deep like once the Broncos went and re-signed Melvin Gordon. Oh, they did you wrong. Yes. They 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 did me wrong. I still think Williams is going to see more touches than last year, but I don't think it's going to be enough for him to warrant being a top 10 player at his position. Unfortunately for Williams owners, Melvin Gordon is still an effective runner, averaging four and a half yards per carry. And even with that fact, Williams is still being selected as a low end number one rusher in drafts. That is why I see him as bust potential. Mm. Your next bust. Well, my next bust would be Ezekiel Elliott. Mm. I mean, uh, the guy is realistically he's a shell of his former self, and everybody admits it. Yeah, but they play. Well, him because, he got beat up too much in his rookie, and well, he, and he and he's he, now he's got the giant contract, and yep. they got they feel like they got to play him. But Tony Pollard's been more effective than him as a running back. So, at some point, the coaching staff has to say to Jerry. Look, Jerry, we got to play the better guys if we want to win. You know, do you want to make Zeke happy or do you want to yeah, win a championship? Is, this isn't the all name game. Yeah. So I think, uh, I think, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Elliot becomes more of like what, um, uh, the bus. Oh, Jerome Bettis. Yeah, became in his, um, yeah. final seasons where he was more or less the goal line back kind of guy. Right. Because Elliot's still effective around the goal line. So I could see that happening, you know, short yardage and goal line. And be fine, and then let Pollard do the the heavy lifting on the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, my final bus candidate running back is not going to make you happy. Uh oh, Antonio Gibson. Yeah, I I don't even know who that is anymore. <laughs> well, let me tell you, he finished last year as as the RB ten, but was inconsistent on a week to week basis, as he scored fewer than twelve fantasy points seven times and was limited to single digits in six of those games. With pass catcher, catcher J.D. McKissick back in the mix and the selection of rookie Brian Robinson in a draft, Gibson's 2022 touch share could decline. He'll be a number two fantasy runner at best, despite last season's high finish at the position. Do you have any more busts? Uh, I do have one that I want to throw in just... Just just because you pissed me off with Antonio Gibson. No, just <laughs> just because I think he's he's a guy, a guy to be wary of. Um, James Cook. Uh. Uh, again, we've got a guy that's... They're bringing him in because they want a pass-catching running back. Mm-hmm. Yet they've never used a pass-catching running back. And they don't usually use their running backs very much. So uh, it, they're a Super Bowl contender. They're going to be... In it for the long haul, how many teams in that category entrust their running back situation to a rookie? Right. Not a lot. So I don't see, you know, they've got all the receivers they ever need. they got tight ends galore. Um, I'm just saying be very, very wary of Mr. James Cook this year. And with that, we're going to move to the quarterback so that Wayne can preen like a little peacock and – Figure out a way to get Aaron Rodgers in there. <laughs> oh, not hard to figure it out. <laughs> Overvalued quarterbacks. We're going to start with mine, yes. Lamar Jackson. Now, I know you're all thinking, of course you're calling Lamar Jackson overvalued. You don't like him. Well, you would be partially correct. It is true that I do not like Lamar Jackson, and the main reason is because he is continually overdrafted and overvalued. 
I mean, seriously, he's listed as the fifth best quarterback right now in redraft leagues. That's just unbelievable. Jackson's style of play opens him up to elevated risk of injury. Have, have you forgotten about last year? The more important problem for Lamar Jackson is his lack of weapons this year. The Ravens could be the worst receiving core in the NFL in 2022. Stop, but the Chicago Bears are the worst receiving core in the <laughs> no, NFL. No, it's only because they have a worse quarterback than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> the Ravens tra- traded away Marquise Brown, who wasn't great to begin with, even though he was their number one receiver. They no longer have a vertical threat at the position. You can expect to see a lot more running from Jackson, but it has become easier for teams to scheme against him um, now that they have so much tape to watch on him. Lamar Jackson will not be a fantasy top 10 quarterback. Is that a bold prediction? That's a rainbow bet. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take Lamar Jackson as a top 10 all day. Okay. All right. You're first. You want my first overrated? Yes. Lamar Jackson. Really? What? Yep. Yep. Uh, Again, just for jump, jumping all over it. Uh, let me let me say a couple things here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Finally they're, they're, agrees with me. Their uh, uh, prominent concern is their lack of weapons. Getting rid of Marquise Brown. I mean, everybody's saying Rashad Bateman always going to be you know the guy. Rashad Bateman was brought in to be the the slot receiver, not the outside receiver. Right. Two completely different situations. Um, we've already talked about Mark Andrews and the fact that, oh, yeah, he was the number one tight end last year. And last year they didn't have all their running backs. And last year they had to resort to things that they wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, you also mentioned that he his playing style, because he is a running quarterback, opens him up to a greater elevated um, opportunity for injury. Yeah. And... Um, I, I'm not sure I agree with the teams being able to to, to um, scheme scheme for him because I don't think he's schemable. I think he's he's that fast and that um, has that much escapability that I think he doesn't really play into that. And and I I, I see him as a top five res- quarterback. So betting a top ten is like taking candies from babies. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I I do believe that he. He has the potential for being overrated. All right. My my next one is is uh, now that I think of it is way too simple. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. And <laughs> if you want to judge me on that, feel free. But okay. I'm going to keep him in there. Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's like we said earlier. There's no way Deshaun Watson even deserves to be drafted until you learn more about the likely punishment that is going to be dealt to to him and the team. Even without the punishment, Watson has a ragged history of injuries and a full season in 2020-21 where he didn't even play a single snap of football. Add to that, Cleveland is running a West Coast offense that is very reliant on the running game, and you need to seriously question the talent in the receiving core. Donovan Peoples-Jones led the team last year in receiving yardage, and that was a whopping 597 yards. So, Deshaun Watson, let's say he doesn't even get suspended. Oh, he's getting suspended. Well, I know, but I'm just in fantasy but, world. But for, I mean, for, for the fantasy world, him getting suspended is a bust. Yeah. Because 
he ain't playing. Somebody drafted him. Lots of drafts have already happened. Yeah, amazing. And, lo- and lots of people have taken him, <laughs> and they're all going to be screwed. But you know. All right, you got another one. I I do. Well, I have. No, we're still, Aaron Rodgers. We're still we're so, overvalued. We're, we're doing overvalued. Okay. okay. No, I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Uh, Patrick Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill, one of the best weapons yep. in the league. Uh, Travis Kelsey is another year older. He's in his mid 30s. He is bound for regression at some point. It may not be this year, but I believe it could be. Mm-hmm. And then he has a motley crew of. We'll call them wide receivers because <laughs> that's the position they play. play the yeah. numbers they wear. <laughs> yeah. We're not. We're not going by production. We're going by strictly where. The, yeah. So I mean, um, you know, uh, you got um, McCole Hardman, you got MVS, you got Sky Moore, you got Juju Smith Schuster, Travis, Kelsey. Kelsey. Oh, we already mentioned Kelsey. Oh, you did. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but. Other than Kelsey, is there anybody that I mentioned that even frightens you? Well, the the problem is they haven't played together. Right. Yeah. I mean, so there's they they've got what six weeks of real time to get a shit together. Plus, as we learned from Tyreek, Tua throws a much oh, better ball. Oh, that's true. So Mahomes has been overrated this whole time. <laughs> you know, we just haven't noticed. It. Yeah, we didn't notice it. The whole MVP and well, Super because, Bowl win because Tyreek covered for him. So exactly. now. He- <laughs> So we're going to move on to bus candidates. And since you already started, I'm going to, I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes, who okay. is currently ranked at quarterback two. Now, 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 now don't that's, get, that's crazy. Yeah. And don't get pissed off at me that I'm saying Mahomes is, is a bus this year. I'm saying it's possible. And, and we're not saying he, he's not good. Yeah. He's just not what w- you're drafting yes, him as. Exactly. You know, it's possible that compared to where he is going to be drafted based on history and his name, he is going to be a bust. We're taking about we're talking about a guy rated as quarterback two, even though he lost his stud receiver, who accounted for twenty five percent of the team's targets, thirty percent, thirty six percent of the air yards, and one hundred percent of that cheetah magic. That is correct. That has had him replaced with a questionable rookie and a questionable veteran. Mahomes ADP would suggest he's immune to the turnover. While he's going about 10 picks later than last year, he's still being taken as quarterback two. And since his 50-touchdown MVP season of 2018, he has not finished inside the top three at the position. In other words, the draft cost is still propped up by that magical year. Over the last decade, here's a little research I did. The QB that has lost a fantasy wide receiver one ended up like this the following year. 2012, Phillip Rivers, who lost Vincent Jackson, minus 2.9 points per game. 2013, Nick Foles lost to Sean Jackson, minus 5.1 points per game. 2013, Peyton Manning lost Eric Decker, minus 6.1 points per game. Wow. Uh, 2019, Roethlisberger lost Antonio Brown, minus 6.1 points per game. The only positive in this was 2014 when Matthew Stafford lost Calvin Johnson and he gained 2.6 points per game. Yeah, Calvin Johnson was just holding him back. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Has been. There you go. Those are my overvalued and bust. All right, throw me Aaron Rodgers. All right. Let me hear the fantasy, fantasy dreaming about this. Well, here we go. 
Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's also a fringe fantasy quarterback one who is still being drafted rounds ahead of other quarterbacks on potentially better offenses simply because of his resume. His 37 TDs last season propped up his middling 4,100 yards of passing. This year he goes with a rookie-studded passing core, and we know that he doesn't play well with rookies. And his best best receiver on the team is one Alan Lazard, Mm -hmm. who's better known as a blocking receiver. So even though Aaron Rodgers will be a good quarterback this year, he'll still finish probably in the top 10, maybe 12. He's not going to be what he's being drafted as. He's, he's going he's gonna to let you down. You know, I just have one thing to say about all you haters out there. I don't hate it. I said he was a top 10 quarterback. I just have one thing to say. Boy. Everyone is stupid except me. That's right. I just can't wait to wait till the field wins the MVP award. <laughs> the field. I collect my reward. I guess you do have the field, don't you? That is correct. <laughs> it doesn't make my odds very good. No, they, it doesn't. <laughs> it's something like thirty-two to or thirty-one to one. <laughs> I like. Oh my yeah, odds. it's probably only going to be a quarterback, isn't it? It's probably probably pretty good oh, choice. Man. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for our overvalued and, and uh, bust candidates. <laughs> it's time for a little fun with the longest episodic running segment or longest segment, longest running segment on this episodic podcast. Well, longest running segment in podcast history. Exactly. That's right. It's time for the Fantasy Girl of the Week, everybody. Your chance to look at a beautiful woman. I'm, not, some- looking, I'm not looking at a beautiful woman. I know. I haven't gotten any. <laughs> uh, learn something about her and see if Wayne can guess her measurements. It's it's a man thing, right? Uh, this week, we, we, we thank Dan again for, for giving us one of his favorites. Oh, this is from DC or Marvel uh, Universe? No, no, no this is not. <laughs> She is not a Super Bowl actress at all. The, the show, a superhero actress at all. The, the shows that nobody watches. Hey, <laughs> Fantasy Girl this week. Check her out on the website, cffpodcast.com on the Fantasy Girl page. Her name, Kelly Goss. Kelly Amanda Goss was born February 1st, 1992 in Valencia, California. She's American television, act, television actress. Goss careers... Goss's career, Lord, easy for me to say, <laughs> includes appearing in recurring roles in the Nickelodeon comedy series Big Time Rush from 2010 to 2013 and on the CBS daytime soap opera The Young and the Restless yeah. from 2013 to 2015. From 2016 to 2020, Goss played the role of Heather Roth in the next Netflix comedy series The Ranch. The Ranch? Yeah. She played who? She plays Heather Roth. I wonder if that's uh, I want I wonder if that's the one that played um, the girlfriend of um, uh, who uh, uh, Aston Kutcher. I, I don't watch Netflix. Oh, the Ranch is a good show. 
Uh, I'll, I'll explain this one to Dan. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly began her acting career with a role on the TV sitcom My Name is Earl in 2007. In 2012, she appeared in the Lifetime movie Sexting in Suburbia. Her latest role is on the CBS sitcom United States of Al, which premiered in April of 2021. No? No idea. Kelly Amanda Goss, the television actress, stands five foot six inches tall. She weighs 121 pounds with blonde hair and blue eyes because she's from California. <laughs> it's a requirement. State law. <laughs> her measurements are starting do, with the waist. Well, do, do we want to start with the degree of sunburn she has? Yeah, I know. She's uh, she laid she out put too, a little, yeah. little sunscreen on there, doesn't uh, she? She's from California. She had to know that. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Starting so, with the waist like you always do. I am going to go. I'm going to go. 23 22 27 get out of here 27 inch waist there there's no way yeah yeah. oh geez all right chest now i'm throwing off yeah it's um 27 yep oh she's fat right Uh, no she's not at all that's (laughs) no i know that's why that's why it's not 27 Okay, I'm going to go th- uh, I'm going to go 38 Are you just fucking around? <laughs> no. She's not that skinny So it's like I'm proportionately trying to It's 33 She's a 33B Are we sure this is the same girl? Look at the middle girl Yes And look at the two side girls Yeah the two side different girls. angles, different, different camera angle, different. Okay. Don't don't question. Okay. And hips. Um, <laughs> uh, gotta pull this one out. Um, <laughs> she was thirty. What? For chest? Yeah, thirty three. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go thirty six. Close thirty five. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Kelly. Amanda Goss, your <laughs> fantasy girl of the week, everybody. Amanda. Dan, stop sending gat girls in. <laughs> that was that was very unimpressive. <laughs> very unimpressive. <laughs> uh, that's it for the show. Pretty soon we're going to have to start um, going weekly. Uh-oh. I think as soon as training camp starts, right? So we start we start giving them some real information? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think once, once end, of, end of July, we'll say. Okay. Um. I think that's it for the show. Again, check out the website, CFF Podcast. See if you could have guessed Kelly Goss's measurements now that sure. you know them. Yeah, should be a little bit easier now. <laughs> um, questions, comments, concerns, don't forget the Mission Barbecue email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com or the Mountain Dew Spark fan line, 414-520-8249 for your voicemails and text messages. That's 414-520-8249. Right? Easy, as, easy as can be easy as can be uh we're gonna go in our two weeks hopefully on the next episode we will open up the entries for glutton's guillotine league three that will be awesome that will be awesome i will bring my i will bring my cards tomorrow next week because i am um, or two weeks because <laughs> you're already you're already getting excited I, I, i'm i i may suck at it but i <laughs> well we're, i like playing uh before you get your cards though we're gonna we're gonna change it up a little bit oh, this okay. year 
Uh, too many complaints last year that it was too hard to find $20 gift cards. Yeah, we should we should do a little research. I'll do a little field research. Okay. So before we post it, because the, for sure we could go out there and it could be $25 cards yeah. only, or we yeah. go out there and it could be only $20 cards. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's either going to be 20 or 25, depending on what everything I've been looking at the easiest, unless you actually go up to the counter, grab a card, hand gonna, it to the girl. And I'm going to go into Wal- $20. I'm going to just, just go to Walmart yeah. or one yeah, of those or, places. Yeah. And, grocery yeah. stores. Yeah. And all. Yeah. 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 Then it's going to be 25 bucks. Okay. Is usually the, Oh, then just make it 25 bucks and we're done. So, but we'll have more on that on the next episode. Yeah. Along with, what should our next subject be? Ooh. I didn't think about this. Um, well, I mean, obviously, there's the, the flip side of what we just did today, which is your... Um, uh, how about we do this? Okay. I'm going to put together four, four players from each position. Okay. And it's going to be your job to rank them as far as where they should be drafted in what order. Okay. All right. For each position. For each position. Put them in, in what is essentially draft order, uh, yeah. uh, average draft position. Yeah. Okay. And what you, what you think. And, okay. Right. Well, I'll put them in the draft. I'll put them in the order that they are. Yeah. And then I'll tell you why they shouldn't be that way. <laughs> why they shouldn't be. <laughs> This is what Schmo says here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because there's a lot there's a lot of nonsense being foist upon people right now. Right. And it's unfortunate because a lot of these guys are name guys mm-hmm. or they have name shows behind them and they're putting out crap information and you look at it like you should be looking at it going skeptically going why? Exactly. But people well, just eat it up. They're like blah 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 blah. Okay. As we learned on Twitter. Yes. It's trolling yes absolutely <laughs> damn it i fell for it <laughs> oh that's it have a great fourth of july weekend everybody until next time be good see ya